Queensland Reds, ex-Wallabies, Tim Hoy. Ex Waratahs captain, Australia's most capped fullback ever, Matthew Burke. Matt Burke. It's got to be a try. This is the Ruck, the Sunday Rugby Show. This is the Ruck, your Sunday morning rugby show. Tony Squires, Tim Horan, Matty Burke, with you. Uh, men, I just going to go run through some uh, scores here. In the first break, alert listeners may well have heard there was something of an echo, Berkey going on uh, and alert listeners did ring us and tell us so we have endeavoured to fix that I want to hear the dulcet tones of Tim Horan to make sure everything's tickety-boo and above board can you hear me Timmy? Oh, oh hey boys I'm all, I'm all here oh that is good alright well uh, as Tim uh, always at this time of the week tells me Tony tell them the scores and I will <laughs> tell them the scores tell son. them the scores son <laughs> if you've just woken up not sure what's gone in the world of rugby let me just run through some of those scores for you the Stormers 28 beat the Blues 26 that was a cracking game mm. what a comeback that was 19 wasn't it? 19-3, I think they were up the Blues. Mm. Fantastic game of footy. We'll get that some detail as well. Crusaders, 25, beat the Chiefs, 19. Uh, and we're going to talk about this game in a second. The Waratahs, 29, over the Lions, 12. And that Tony Ray spray last week uh, for the Brumbies must have worked a treat. They didn't lose. They didn't win, but they drew 13 all with the force uh, in that game. The Cheetahs, 41, beat the Rebels, 21. The Bulls, 32, over the Sharks, 23. All right, well, let's take it to the SFS. Uh, Matty, 29-12, the Waratahs win over the Lions. You mentioned before there was that fan forum during the week where 100 uh, diehard fans turned up just to have a crack at the Waratahs about the style of rugby they'd been playing. Did it turn around? Was there less kicking? Was it a more attractive uh, fair? I think uh, I think Drew Mitchell summed it up the best. You know, one of the and and there were comments rather than questions. I think to the guys um, yep. uh, on the panel, and uh, you know the comments were about the the kicking, but the not necessarily. I mean, we we play a game where you have to kick, you know, and and you're out, you're able to kick out of your twenty two, and that's what fullback wingers do, and and. You know, I had a conversation with a mate yesterday about, you know, wouldn't it be great to see like a, a Billy Slater or a Josh Dugan playing fullback, uh, you know, in rugby? I said, well, but it's all, it's all well and good to run the ball back, but they can get, get tackled. We've yep. got to continuously play the ball. So they would be, you know, fantastic runners of the ball, but you're able to kick it as well. Um, so he came back with the, with the answer that, you know, perhaps it's not so much our kicking, but the execution, the timings of our kicks. So I, I think he answered that it quite well. Last night was, uh, was a great start for the guys. You know, they, they threw the ball around. And uh, and they were able to score. They were able to score from kicks, but the kicks were attacking kicks because the team was yep. going forward. So that was the that was the good part about the game last night. They got to win up as well. Timmy, yeah, finally they did. It was great to see. Finally, the... hang on. <laughs> <laughs> but the way the way they played, that was that was important about it. As you said, Berkey, the way they kicked and 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 they kicked for tries. And oh, I thought they played very well. Twenty nine points in the first half. And then nothing in the second half. So, but uh, f- five points for the winner just keeps them creeping up the ladder. 14,123 people, I think, was the crowd there. That is, that is a record low. It, it is, it's so crucial, isn't it? We're talking about, we've talked about all you know, year about uh, attractive footy and what the Reds are mm. playing and so on. And that game against the Crusaders next week, can't wait. But there is, it's so important to get bums on seats because this is a, uh, you know, an important year. We've got the World Cup coming up. They won't, they won't be inc- incredibly happy. Obviously, it was only the Lions, not a huge drawing side, but 14,000 mm. people, not quite enough, really. Yeah, not quite enough. And, and to see uh, some skills that were executed quite well last night, I thought. Um, the, the, the question also remains, I think, guys, is that uh, you know, they, they spoke about this fan forum, and, and it was 
it was a courageous de- decision to do so. You know, you know that you're going to get um, you know the people coming at you. Um, but the back end of that is, uh, do they need it? They're sitting in the top six. You know, it's if they go into a, into a final series, it's it's a relatively good year yeah. compared to the other three in the in their conference as well. The the Brumbies, the, the Rebels, and the Force. and the Force, um, who um, who are struggling at the moment. It's not too bad, you know. So I, yeah, know, to I mean, me, as we mentioned, the the way that the injuries that the Waratahs have had. And it's it's been interesting to see the injuries they've had you've, when you've got Cliffy Parlow out and um, Rob Horn. They're really missing Rob Horn, so mm. it's important that those guys you know get back on the park. We will talk to Drew Mitchell, who uh, isn't sadly near to coming back to, onto the park. Uh, so yeah, he's travelling, and he was of course at that fan at that fan forum. You listen to the Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. It took a show about rugby to get Gordon Bray to listen to this station. Sensational effort. Nice to have you on board, Gordy. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Indeed it is. Uh, before we talk some rugby with you, I just want to apologise to uh, Clint from Toon Gabby, who last week rang with a solution for my <laughs> mouse problem, you recall. Uh, the mouse that has been just bothering me, lives under a couch. Did he get a solution up. for you? Well, the solution was brilliant, uh, which was to uh, a bucket half filled with water, a sock going up the side of the bucket, uh, a ruler running across the top of the bucket covered in oil with a piece of chocolate in the middle of the ruler because mice can't, uh, you know, they have to have chocolate if they see it or smell it, not unlike my wife. <laughs> so uh, I, I thought, well, I'll go home and I'll try this. Sadly, my, my mother-in-law is staying with us in the, this trouble in the spare room, so she's, she's sleeping on the mouse couch. Uh, and I so didn't, who, who, who did you set the trap for? Yeah, exactly. Timmy, exactly. <laughs> I didn't even want to let her know that there was a, a mouse in the house, let alone that it lives under the couch on which she's sleeping. Yeah. So, and for me then to go out with this, build this contraption and put it up overnight next to her, a half-full bucket of water. So, Clint, I haven't tried it yet, but as, uh, as soon as the mother-in-law leaves, it's certainly being built <laughs> for on. you. You might need a big bucket. <laughs> exactly, a very big bucket. <laughs> One-year deal, Quade Cooper has signed uh, to continue playing rugby. Now, look, this is a terrific thing, yet it's not the five-year, uh, you know, that sort of deal where you say, I'm stuck, I am rugby union through and through. This is the one-year deal, and then he still goes on and talks about, oh, I, I like the idea of rugby league, I like the idea of the stage that is state of origin, all of those things. If you're playing guy a lot of money, Timmy, uh, to stay, do you think that perhaps they shouldn't talk about the other coach? Well, you'd think so. I mean, quite, quite, he, he signed, signed for for one year and then another one year. So, I mean, I think for Quaid, you think that there's a possibility that he may get injured. So if I was Quaid Cooper, I would have signed for two or three years to get some stability in his life going forward. But he has got the intention to play rugby for the rest of his life. I spoke to him last week and he's happy to sign for one more year and he has done so. But, you know, I really think that players should be securing their future for two or three years at least. Is that the Westpac banker coming out of you to me at the moment? <laughs> trying to trying to secure. Well, I think players lead, they they like to leave the door open, but um, his new manager now is uh, involved in rugby league. Kona Nasser, who looks after uh, a few other players, Sonny Bill Williams and all, and um, Anthony Mundine. So, I think for the Queensland Reds, they're happy to have him for another year. But certainly, the next contract has to be either two or three years or nothing. But Timmy, did you did you say that he's you've spoken to him and he said he's happy to play rugby uh, on beyond this one year? Yeah, I, I mean. Personally, for Quaid, I think he's keen to play rugby for a long time. So I think he leaves the door ajar, but 
certainly John O'Neill will be uh, in discussions with him probably after the World Cup because this time next year you need to know again whether Quade Cooper's staying. So you can't have one year on one year contracts. See, I reckon I reckon John O'Neill would ring him up on you know, the day after he's done the interview and say, "Mate, we've we've just paid you uh, a, a lot of money yep. to promote our game, and and I don't want you talking about you know well potentially it could be going to the other side because it just opens opens rumours again, opens opens the door as you said to me and. I think his teammates would maybe say something as well. Say, mate, you know, are you are you with us or, or not? Because at the moment, it just it's just left sort of out there. Yeah. Well, flipping the other way, then uh, the story today, Danny Wilder's column uh, saying that big Willie Mason, mm. Willie Mason, has signed a three-year, two and a half million dollar deal with Toulon. That's too long uh, <laughs> to play rugby. Now, what do you think of this? The idea that the big fella is over there, played a bit of Super League in uh, the UK, yeah. now signing to go to play some rugby, hasn't played any rugby in his life, is a giant unit. Uh, is, is he second row? Would you um, fancy lifting him up in a, a line-out? Well, th- well, I think it goes on to say then uh, I may even slot into the centres where Sonny Bill was as well. What? I just couldn't. I just... The, the thing that annoys me is is, uh, is perhaps the, the, the rugby league, rugby union saga that always is going to continue. And there's another something else in the paper about uh, you know, the hybrid game again, mm. um, about how league the, the rugby league guys can come over and play rugby union, but more difficult for union to go over and play rugby league in terms of concept of understanding the game. To me, and, and you were, I'm sure... Uh, headhunted in, in the day when you were, you know, the, the, the king of the centres and the rest of it up in Queensland, especially. But for mine, um, he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't make it. I don't think, uh, he, and especially he's, he says he's going to play against Wales yeah. and England in the Barbarians. Barbarians. You've just got, to know, you've got to know the rules to start with, and, that, and that's where I find the point of difference is that the rugby league guys come across. Okay, they've got great skill, their strength, and, and the rest of them, their speed. But it's the understanding of when to go into ruck, when not to go into ruck. Well, there the are slide. so many, I think. There are laws in rugby union. Well, and there, there are many referees who still don't know all of them. <laughs> They've got to put it on the ticker at the bottom of the SFS, you know. <laughs> yes. This law was because he, he did this wrong. It's like, oh, right. I thought he did the Rule 28B wrong. Oh, I mean, so. The good thing about Quade Cooper as well is that um, he, he does show the fans how to play entertaining rugby. And the great thing about during the week as well, he donated $10,000 from his Australian greatest athlete performance uh, to Camp Connolly so that was a good gesture by yeah, Quaid to be able to do that and he's great off the field to be able to he keeps his feet on the ground now and realises there's other people there that uh, that matter ex-Queensland Reds ex-Wallabies Tim Hyde oh, what a try great skill ex-Waratahs captain Australia's most capped fullback ever Matthew Burke Matt Burke it's got to be a try this is The Ruck the Sunday Rugby Show very happy to say we're now joined by one of the New South Wales Waratahs and a Wallaby star, Drew Mitchell. G'day, Drew. G'day, guys. How are you? Uh, we're very well, thank you. And I imagine uh, you are in the team feeling a little better this morning after that 29-12 win uh, last night. Uh, they're sh- showing some good signs, I thought. Yeah, exactly. I, I thought um, you know, the type of footy um, the boys played probably mostly in the, in the first half was, uh, was, was, a, was a real sort of pleasing aspect out of last night's game. And and I guess it just shows that uh, the boys are capable if, uh, if they put their mind to it and, and execute well. Uh, Drew, Tim here. What, what was it like um, after the fans forum? And did, you, did the players talk about it before the game, about what, what came out of the fans forum and how you were going to play the game? Did it change your patterns of play at all? Yeah, I mean, like, to be honest, I haven't been uh, too, too closely involved in, in the team since my injury, so um, I've sort of been on the outskirts a little bit, but... Um, you know, I mean, it's it's pretty much, you know, it's, it's impossible to really um, to not hear about or to have that fan form um, affect us in some way. And, and I think, um, you know, there's a real sort of desire for the boys to go out and, and show our supporters that 
um, we are hearing them and, and uh, you know, and we, we take it on board and, and we'll try and change things. And, and I thought that was a real, um, that was something that was quite evident, uh, you know, especially the way we started the game. And unfortunately, we went away from that a little bit in the second half. But, um, you know, there's still some, some really good uh, progress made, I thought. Yeah, but Drew, I, I reckon that, uh, you know, it's a classic, it was the game of two halves. They went into half time and John Mitchell probably gave them the spray and said, hey, you know, let's have a real crack at this. So, your game plan there gets a little bit stifled, but the start was outstanding. Curtly Bill in the corner, after a uh, a bit of a change of direction, obviously identified that they're a bit lazy on that on that short side there. But even the 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 kicks were attacking because you were going forward. That what made the the first half quite easy for you, blokes. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think you know the kicking's been a real, um, uh, I guess, point of discussion with this fan forum, and um, you know how much we're kicking. But I think more to the point is probably when we kick and. Uh, you know, three of our tries uh, last night came off attacking kicks, and you know, so there's certainly certainly a place in the game for kicking. It's just a matter of you know kicking at the right times. And I thought in the first half we did that really well. And like you said, we're doing it on the front foot with the boys going forward, and and the execution becomes a lot easier as well. Maybe they should have got the. Maybe they you know, in the second got half we kind of went away from that, and uh, we weren't getting that momentum, and you know, and our kicks weren't weren't quite as effective. Maybe they should have got the kicking coach to the forum as well on uh, on Wednesday night, <laughs> just to back you up. Yeah, there's a, a few bit. people actually wanting to have have a bit of a chat to Berkey as well. Actually, <laughs> hey, hey, Drew, Tim, again. What about your injury? Everyone's obviously can remember a few weeks back. Now you've had the operation, and where do you sit? Uh, are you thinking World Cup, or are you just thinking getting back on the rugby field at some stage late this year? No, I mean I'm certainly hoping for the World Cup. Um, you know, once. Uh, Injury occurred and we had the surgery. It was, you know, they said that it was a 12 to 14 week injury if if everything goes well. And then, uh, you know, I respond to the treatment um, that I get step by step. And uh, and so far that that's happening. Um, I've got some good uh, range of movement in it. There's no pain. Um, I'm still no weight bearing in the boot for another two weeks. And gradually um, put some weight through it for another two, and then uh, and then out of the boot and just start progressing uh, with a bit of running after that. So if all goes well. Um, I'll be hoping to play some sort of club footy for five or six weeks out before the World Cup. And Drew, look, I just want to take you back once more to that, that fan forum. It was just such an interesting idea for a start to do this, and I think very brave of everybody to turn up. It seemed very weird, the, just the setup of the room. You've got 100 uh, ardent fans there uh, who are you know, ready to have a crack, and all of you guys sitting down on the floor, almost being monstered by these blokes. Uh, what, what was the feeling there? Was there? I mean, obviously in the media, the tough questions are coming out. Was there any uh, love in the room? Yeah, there was. Um, you know, there were a couple of um, people who sort of got up and and uh, you know and and voiced their, um, I guess, their support for us and and uh, and highlighted a you know a couple of good things and things that they're, they're happy about with our not only our, our team but also the organisation and and uh, um, there was one young fellow named Jake that uh, you know is, is a big supporter of the Waratahs. He's, he waves a flag every time we get off the bus and. Every time we're going to play away, he's, he's always there to wave us off as well. And, and uh, you know, he's been a really big, really big supporter. And he, he kind of just, um, you know, there was a fair bit said about our culture and that type of thing. And he was one that sort of stood behind us and, and said that, um, you know, he believes that the, the culture is, is good and, um, you know, and, and sort of voiced a few reasons as to why that, that was the case in his opinion. And, you know, so there were people there that were actually, you know, supporters of us. And, there's, you know, there's a few people there in the Waitars jersey as well, which is, which is good to see. But, um, Obviously, I think that for the most part, people are there to, to voice their concern.
Well, as ever, Drew, you handled yourself very well. Uh, lovely to talk to you, mate. All the best with that injury recovery. Would love to see you in a gold jersey later this year, mate. No worries, guys. Thanks very much. Ex-Queensland Reds, ex-Wallabies, Tim Hyde. Oh, what a try! Great skill! Ex-Waratahs captain, Australia's most capped fullback ever, Matthew Burke. Matt Burke. It's got to be a try! This is The Ruck, the Sunday Rugby Show. Uh, look, we provide a service on this program where every week I just try to let you know a little bit about the franchises that are run around in those jerseys in the uh, Super Rugby. You may look at the Storm, uh, you may look at the Stormers, you may look at the Sharks, the Bulls, the Cheetahs, the Lions in South Africa. Where the hell are they from? I just know they're, you know, after animals. Uh, we've told you where they're from. Giving mm. a little bit of detail, we've now moved to New Zealand. Uh, I think we've had a little look at the Highlanders. We've had a little look at the Chiefs. Today, uh, we are going to the North Island. <coughs> no surprises. Where today's team hails from, Tim, Matt. They're called the Hurricanes. They're from New Zealand. Where else? But windy Wellington, ladies and gentlemen. On the lower North Island, Wellington is regularly belted by winds known as the Roaring Forties. Despite the wind, Wellington was voted in 2009 as having the 12th best quality of living in the world. 12th best. 12th best. Imagine that. That's outstanding. It's described as the coolest little capital in the world. How cool? Well, Russell Crowe was born there. How cool is that? It has bands is called... Is that why he got out? Yeah. <laughs> It has bands called Fat Freddy's Drop and the Fur Patrol. Mm. How cool is that? Mm. You heard any of their work? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. yeah. Fat Freddy's Drop. The city has more cafes per capita than New York City. None of them is as good as the cafes in New York City, but that's by the by. <laughs> they specialise in pippies and pavlova. <laughs> on, on top? It's <laughs> an interesting combo, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Absolutely. Pippies and pavlova, oh, apparently. Pippy with a pavlova. Yeah. Wellington, boys. Is it windy? Have you played there, Timmy? I uh, played there a few times. Yes, it's a, a lovely uh, spot, Wellington, and interesting, isn't it? Uh, the, the 12th best place to uh, to yep. live in the world. It mm -hmm. was that's great that uh, 13 13 uh, places actually applied for that competition. <laughs> so they did very well, I thought. But yeah, Wellington is a great place. Played many Test matches there in Wellington, uh, 1990, many years ago. Mm -hmm. Played the third Test match there after losing the first two Test matches, and I said to Nick Farr Jones, if we win this third Test match, we're having a little uh, swim in the Wellington Harbour um, that night, which we did. And as we got out, let me tell you, it was very, very cold. Uh, <laughs> and we uh, got back in the taxi and went back to the nightclub. But, uh, yes, some, <laughs> some wonderful uh, experiences. We actually had one game there in uh, 1996 where we decided we weren't going to face the Harker. So all our listeners would know that the, uh, the All Blacks yeah. do the Harker before the Test match and didn't face the Harker. And we thought, well, that, that would put the All Blacks off. But they beat us by 40 points. So. <laughs> yes, <laughs> And penalise you for being rude. 43-6 it was in that game. But the, but the greatest memory about going to Wellington was that, you know, you fly, say you're flying to Sydney, it's like, uh, you know, the, the, the captain says, ping, ladies and gentlemen, on your left-hand side, if you're able to be on that side of the plane, you'll see the Harbour Bridge and the iconic Opera House. When they're flying to Wellington, it's, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you can look out, oh, ladies and gentlemen, if you can look out on the left side, you'll see Jonah Lomu's house <laughs> and <laughs> half the mountain that he owns there as well. And when I've asked him, he said, mate, I used to have, like, Japanese people camp out the front of the gates Seriously? waiting for him to come out. Do, do the little Roy wave and then sort of get back inside again. So, yeah, Jonah Lomas, on the, it's a yellow joint on the left-hand side as you fly into Wellington. The Hurricanes, <laughs> home in Wellington. Horan passes the microphone to Burke. Burke flicks the mic onto Squires. Oh, Squires has dropped it again. Welcome back to The Ruck. 
the Sunday Rugby Show. Certainly dropped it last night. I was on Friday. Night. I was. I, I guess uh, like the Blues at halftime that game. The Stormers and the Blues at Eden Park, nineteen three. The Blues were in front. I, I shut up shop. I, I went out and thought, okay, well, they, they, they turn off. smashed them. It wasn't, mm. I was loving the game, but I had to do something. I thought, oh, well, I've, I've got the result. I know what's happened there because I played beautifully. There was a great try, mm. uh, you know, from basically attack coming from a, a kick, all that. They were just doing beautiful stuff. But they were really hammering this side. And, of course, I look at the paper next morning, 28-26, the Stormers <laughs> get over the top of them. Sensational comeback. It, w- it was indeed. And, and uh, I think at that, at that point there, and, and, Timmy, you'd be the same, mate. At 19 points to three, and as, as you mentioned, Tony, you think the game's yeah. gone. So as, a, as a, a team that's down, you think, well, it's gone now. I'll just start to play. And, and if whatever happens, happens. So uh, in, in a way, sometimes it's a, it's a, a false sense of security sometimes because uh, mm. you, can, you, can, you can get close but not quite there. Um, but what they did, and then the, obviously in the end, Scott Berger scoring that try when sort of everyone he broke off right and did a, the world's best dummy, and he dived <laughs> over the line and, and sort of scored and left, kicked the goal to, to win the game. Fantastic work. Yeah, it was amazing you, to, to see the, the relief on the Stormers' um, faces and the way that they, they really appreciated that, that away from home, to win a game away from home, and especially of a couple more games, and then all of a sudden they'll go back to um, South Africa. They'll play the Brumbies um, this weekend coming. So you'd think that they'd pick up the Brumbies, and they're starting to really move, move up the ladder, uh, the Stormers. They're third place at the moment, so that, that meant a lot to them, that game against the Blues. Timmy, Matt, though, just something I want to m- mention, a question without notice. During the week, there was a bit of publicity about, from both coming both uh, South Africa and New Zealand, mm. comparing the quality of their local derbies to the Australian local derbies. Uh, uh, one, I think it might have been the Hurricanes coach, uh, was quoted as saying that, uh, you know, it's like schoolboy rugby compared to the war that they, uh, they do it, you know, when they play each other. What did you make of all that? Well, I think it's a reasonable call, actually, because the, the majority of the games, because defensively in Australia, we know each other's play. So it is a fair call. Uh, Jamie Joseph, I think it was, yeah. might have been, um, who mentioned the call during the week. So, I mean, it, it's not taking anything away from the attacking ability of Australian teams, but defensively, we probably have probably the best defensive pattern uh, in world rugby. So very difficult to score tries, as we saw last night, um, you know, in, in the Western Force against the Brumbies, 13-all. Defensively, they were outstanding. So you can't, can you say that's a, a less of a game? I, I don't think so. I mean, no. If, if, it's, if it's deemed by, you know, what's, what's, a, what's a game of toughness? Is it deemed by injuries at the end of the yeah. game? And, you know, Chris Hickey spoke about during the week. They've got blo- blokes playing with, you know, busted fingers, ribs. You know, Warrior's torn his bicep off his, off his arm, but he'll mm-hmm. still play. So does that constitute a, a tough game? Or I, I don't quite understand that torn one. Torn his bicep off his arm and he'll still play. That's <laughs> a great sentence. It's going to ruin him for the beach. Though. That's <laughs> I, love, the problem. I love that. Ex-Queensland Reds. Ex-Wallabies. Tim Hall. Waratah's captain, Australia's most capped fullback ever, Matt Burke. It's got to be a try. This is The Ruck, the Sunday rugby show. Matty Burke, uh, I just before we get to wrapping up the week and go across and have a look what happened in Perth last night with Tim, um, I understand your, uh, is it your youngest daughter? Who you're throwing in the swimming pool now? Because there was a story during the week saying that we probably shouldn't be throwing our kids in the swimming pool very early. <laughs> Second youngest. Second youngest, <laughs> yeah. right. How, how old is she? 19 months. 19 months. So yeah, you, you yeah. basically, is it tough love? You stand there, th- throw her in the middle of the pool, say, so you know, can you get to the side? Do your best. Do your yeah, best. <laughs> exactly right. And then, uh, and then I, I, know, I just, I t- she's got a few words, but it's, it's, it's difficult to understand when there's water in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, exactly right. Oh, she loves it. She's mad. She, uh, you know, they do all the... They do all the little safety things, you know. They jump yeah. off, they, they turn around, they get back to the wall, and it's all like, you know, 
um, encouraging them to, to make sure if they do go in the water, you do the right thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, this one's crazy. It just goes nuts. Timmy, you did you, the, the red eye from back from Perth after that game. Uh, now, Tony Rowe, we talked last week about one of the great sprays, coaching sprays of all time. How did it end up? Obviously, they didn't lose the Brumbies, but they managed to draw. Yeah, I think, I think they were pretty happy. I think uh, 13, all the Brumbies were happy with that result. Um, yeah, never, no one's really that happy with the draw, but the Western Force had that game there at the taking for them. They, they uh, came back. Uh, the Brumbies scored in the first for the five minutes through Henry Spate. Seven uh, nil. All of a sudden, then the the Force hit back seven all. It was ten all at half time, and then uh, three all in the second half. So thirteen all had finished, but the Western Force should have won the game. I think Matt Giddo said after the game it was there for the Force to win, and the Brumbies were just happy with the result, especially after Tony Ray gave the spray during the week. Yeah. Then he also had the players out at 9pm yeah. that one of the night's training nights and, and they could only wear a singlet and a pair of shorts to no. try and harden them up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not sure where that was coming from. <laughs> Outstanding. Was In it, Canberra. Was it? Icy, icy, icy training session, I think the uh, the headline was. Yeah, and you see the blokes. Well, I, I mean, is that, again, is that going to toughen the blokes up? You know, I, I, don't, I don't think so. You know, the blokes are going to get sick and, and sorry out of that kind of stuff and then you lose half your team for you know, yeah. the flu. Yeah, I think the most important thing out of the game for the for Wallaby selection-wise is Rocky Elson, the return of Rocky Elson. He's been out of rugby for five and a half months with a hamstring injury, so he came back and actually played the full 80 minutes. So for uh, He did have a bit of a lift, though, didn't he, by the end there, Timmy? He did. He hurt his left knee there at one stage, but Robbie Deans, the Wallaby coach, was there watching, and uh, he was very pleased with the way that Rocky performed for 80 minutes. Timmy, what about... Uh, I'll just ask you a quick question for tactically-wise. Is it... Do we, as in the Australian provinces, uh, conferences, not play tactically enough in, in terms of hitting a field goal like you know the 13 all sure there's an opportunity because it was you know plenty of time on the on the clock still to score some points we yeah there was the, the game goals. the last the, well the last five minutes was played in the middle of the field and Matt Giddo tried a long range 45 metre field goal towards the end got charged down but James O'Connor had a chance to win it 51 metres out a penalty after full time siren and uh, and it fell short so uh, it's disappointing for the force because that's their second draw at home all right, well, the, the week wrapped up with the Reds on top of the competition. Uh, ladder, the Waratahs there in fifth as one of the wild card. We'd hope to get into the, the semifinals. All right, Timmy, what do you like looking ahead? Yeah, big week uh, coming up. The Hurricanes uh, will host the Force over in, in Wellington and the Sharks will host the Waratahs. The Waratahs head over to South Africa. They left this morning at 8 a.m., so they'll be playing the Sharks in Durban. The Bulls up against the Cheetahs. The Highlanders will play the Lions and the Brumbies will host the Stormers. That'll be a big match down there in Canberra. And the big one that everyone's waiting for, the Reds up against the Crusaders Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock in Brisbane. So the Reds sit on top of the table with 54 points. The Crusaders are about 48 points. The Waratahs sit in fifth position. And the Highlanders still up, up the back at number six at 43 points. So massive game for the Reds and the Crusaders. Sonny Bill Williams over in Brisbane next oh, Sunday. Be brilliant. That should be a sellout. Uh, get along and watch it. Go and enjoy your rugby. This has been The Ruck. Lovely to talk to you. We'll catch up next week.